When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. And it's been revealed that UK scientists have grown bacon in the lab. Scientists at the University of Bath have grown animal cells on blades of grass. And this is a step towards industrial-scale bacon production. And this bacon would be slaughter-free, meaning that they would not have to kill pigs in order to get us delicious bacon. But you won't be able to get them anytime soon. These are just initial tests, but there is a company in the United States. It's called Just, and this company will have its lab-grown chicken nuggets for sale in the near future. And these chicken nuggets are cruelty-free. They come from cells taken from a feather of a chicken that is still alive. And why do we need lab-grown pork? I mean, we have pigs, right? We can slaughter pigs, we get enough pork to go around, but this is about you know, saving the animals, keeping the animals healthy and free, but also you can feed a lot more animals with cruelty-free lab-grown meat than you can with farm-grown animals because you can scale it at a much faster pace. It just takes labs instead of farms, which take a lot of land, which could be repurposed for something else. So this is how the process works. You raise an amazing pig on a farm. Right? The most delicious bacon would come from this pig. You'd isolate a stem cell, a master cell, then you'd grow more cells from that master cell. Then you'd put those cells into a bioreactor to massively expand them. So the pig is still happy and healthy. But at the end of the whole process, you get a lot of bacon. You get a lot of pork out of the process. You don't kill the pig. So the pig stays alive. And they have to take a while now to replicate the taste and the texture of the bacon because it needs structure for the cells to be grown off of a scaffold. In a Bath University where they're doing these studies on pork, well, they're experimenting with something that's entirely natural, very natural, grass. Well, they're growing rodent cells right now, which are cheap and easy to use on scaffolds of grass as a proof of principle so they can use these grass cells to scaffold the pig cells into bacon in the future, so they won't have to have an artificial scaffold. So everything about this process is as natural as it can be. It has a scaffold of grass. It comes from a beautiful, amazing pig that is happy and healthy once the cells are taken from it. And then they grow meat that's cruelty-free. And the end product would be pure muscle tissue. It's a lean mince rather than something with the taste and texture of a chop or a steak, but they won't be able to make these to scale, you know, to human scale, to the large scale of the population of humans for a really long time because they have to scale up the production to a very large amount in a commercial facility. And this stuff isn't going to be widely available for a while. So what they're doing now is designing bioreactors and the bioprocess around those bioreactors 
and that will grow muscle cells at a very large scale that's economical, doesn't cost a lot of money, and safe and high quality, and so then they can supply the muscle cells as cultured meats to as many people as they can. And if they can make these meats healthy and affordable, well, there's no reason why we should continue to slaughter animals. And eventually what they want, well, they want an immortal cell. That means a cell that can be used forever, and therefore there'd be no pain to any more animals as far as slaughtering them goes to feed humans anymore, which is a great thing. Now I'm gonna take a quick pause for the cause, pay a few bills, but I'll be back to tell you more benefits from lab cultured meat in just a moment. So slaughter-free meat is great, right? Now, cultured meat might also be an interest to meat lovers who worry about the environmental impacts that come from livestock production. And Richard Parr, who's a managing director for Europe of the Good Food Institute, says that cell-based meat has the potential to use a lot less water and land, produce less carbon dioxide, and spare billions of animals' lives from immense pain and suffering and help fight antimicrobial resistance and food contamination. He goes on to say, it's also a massive commercial opportunity which companies, universities, and governments should seize the opportunity to support and invest in. Now, John Lynch, who's of the University of Oxford, said, cultured meat might be one of those promising alternatives to reduce agricultural emissions but until we get more production data, we can't automatically assume that for the time being. So in these beginning stages of cultured meat and lab-grown meat, it seems like about five years we'll start seeing lab-grown or cultured meat in the normal day-to-day -day lives. And these researchers say they don't want it to take over right away. They want it as an alternative to regular meat sources like cows, pigs, chickens, those kind of things. So they want to sell it as an alternative protein source. In a survey from the UK, it says that 20% would eat lab-grown meat, 40% wouldn't, and the rest are undecided. I think I would try it. And as long as it's been tested and it's safe for humans to eat, I think I would try it. I think it would be really cool to try something that's new like this, be in the first stages of something that could possibly change humanity. This study also said that younger generations urbanites, and wealthier people are more open to the idea. And Chris Bryant, who is a psychologist at the University of Bath, says the three major concerns are price, taste, and naturalness, and the related issue of food safety. And he says that naturalness is the hardest one for people to overcome because they don't see it as actual meat. They may see it as a lab project or something that's not actually meat, and something that didn't come from an actual animal. So that's why some people are hesitant to try this out. And that's fine, that's human nature. People are skeptical about things that they don't know about. So the next five years, these researchers, these scientists will be putting out a lot of information about lab-grown cultures, lab-grown meat, what happens to it in the lab, how it's produced, why it's okay to eat, and also how it's natural. I mean, if you think about it, it does come straight from the pig in the most minute sense. So why don't you let me know on Twitter if you'd try some of this uh, lab-grown meat. You can hit me up at Space News Pod, and you can also hit me up on Facebook at Space News Pod. Now that has been the episode for today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend that time with me. This has been the Space News Pod. My name is Will, 
and I will see you soon.